Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this latest version of uh, Tales, Tales from Outer Space, where I take an HFY story from somewhere around the internet and read it aloud for your enjoyment. All the relevant links are down below. Like, subscribe, and all that YouTube comf to help this video and channel grow. Anyways, as always, I hope that you enjoy. I would just like to thank the following tier 5 patrons and channel members for supporting the channel. Fallen Angel. Buzz Kennington, Data Magnet, and Bob the Dragon. Thank you again, and now on to the story. Story number one, Emperor's Grace, written by Bar Sum Israel. Selector Bardell was shaking under his green robes. He stood in front of a full council, something normally reserved for high matters of the Empire. Being just a common selector, he never had to face anything like this before. Arrayed in a half-circle around him, the Empiric Council sat, each member seated in an ornate chair with multiple viewscreens and data pads within easy reach. The Council all wore white robes, denoting their purity. As Selector Badal faced them, they barely paid him any heed. Yet, after a few moments of preparation, the head of the Council, Ambassador Flock, addressed the Senator. Do you know why we summoned you here? Are you aware of the situation? Casting his eyes downward as not to offend the council members, Bedell replied, Yes, Ambassador. There was a slight hesitation, and then the Ambassador said words that have never been uttered before in the chamber. You will not be punished for any words that you say today. You are to be forthright and complete in every statement. Do not try and placate or soften your words to us. You may even... You may even insult the Empire, if you wish, with no retribution. Under his robes, Badal's protective scales switched from a standard green to a slight yellowish tint. The thought of even muttering the slightest criticism of the Empire filled him with fear. He dared glance at the Council and their face scales seemed to flash with a reddish hue. Anger. They were furious, and thought a mere selector being able to speak his mind freely, with no consequences. But these were dire times, and to the council's credit, they were able to maintain their composure. Do you understand, selector? The only punishment dealt out today is if you try and hide information of this issue in any way. Badal swallowed hard. He replied, Yes, Ambassador. Ambassador Fullock sat back at his chair. Very well, Selector. You have been summoned to discuss the incident aboard the Emperor's Grace Selection Vehicle under the command of High Seer Verbict. You were the Officer Selector on that ship. Is that correct? Casting his eyes downward again, Badal replied, Yes, Ambassador but I stress all actions and decisions relating to this incident were under the direct orders of Overseer Verbict. The ambassador interrupted, Hi, Overseer Verbict, Collector. But all scales flash red. Ambassador, Verbict does not deserve the title of Overseer, much less that of High Overseer. Hisses filled the room as scales flashed red. Each council member had leapt from their seats except the ambassador. How dare this lowly selector insult his imperious? 
They should have a dull ripped apart, scale by scale, for such an affront. Silence! roared the ambassador Philak. Slowly, the council scales returned to green as they returned to their seats. Selector Badal was shaking, knowing what he said was sure death sentence. He was grateful his robe said his scales. He was sure that he would be embarrassed at how yellow they would be. Selector Badal, the ambassador continued, his voice back to normal volume. I already assured you that you would be free to speak as you wish. No harm will come to you no matter what you say in this council. Ambassador Fuller glanced at the other council members. Something that the rest of you should heed well, as no such promise was made to you. If you interrupt again, you will be removed. His voice left no doubt that he was not talking about being removed from the room. They would be removed permanently. Shocked silence greeted the statement. Never before had any ambassador threatened other council members this way. Even Selector Badal was stunned. This wasn't heard of. The ambassador continued, The critical nature of this meeting is more important than protocols and procedures. This meeting is to, if my fears are founded, to protect the Empire itself. I will not have pomp. I will not have ceremony. But I will, by the Emperor, have the truth. Ambassador Fulak looked back at the Selector, who was obviously shaking where he stood. Selector Badal, I ask you gather yourself and your courage to uphold your duty to the Empire. I ask you for the truth, the unfiltered, honest to the Emperor, truth. You must do this. Swallowing hard, gathering his courage and preparing himself to do his duty, Selector Badal's scales slowly turned blue. The ambassador smiled upon noticing the change to the tint around Bedell's eye scales. Bedell was determined. He would do his duty for the Empire. Now, Selector Bedell, begin with your selection choice and give a full report from there. Bedell gave a curt nod of his head, set his jaw and started his report. As the council is aware, the Empire tests each new subject species we encounter as to where they'll best fit when assimilated into our ranks. The Devi race was perfect for farming and labor. The Tavis were nothing better than slaves, while the ferocious Vuntus were a good fit for our military. While searching for more planets to add to our great empire, we picked up signals from the third planet in the Sol system. It had a race that called themselves humans. Humans were large. They stood a talon and a claw above even our largest warriors. They were in the simple stages of space travel, sending probes to other planets and such. They seemed to be no threat. Every eye trained on Badal as he spoke. Badal used his datapad to relay images from the Emperor's Grace to the Council's view screens. In my selection process, I discovered that the species seemed to be fighters. As you see on your screen, here is a conflict we watched for the selection process. On each screen flashed an image of human warriors fighting each other. It was a small skirmish with only five humans to each side. But the battle was intense. 
covered head to toe in protective gear, the warriors ran, ducked, and moved with incredible swiftness at each other, seemingly careless to their own mortality. They fought like the Emperor was watching them. They are fast and large, aren't they? Councilmember Devant said to no one in particular. Selector Badal nodded earnestly in agreement. Exactly, Councilmember, he hissed excitedly. Of all the species brought into the folds of the Empire, fighters are the rarest. So I was excited to think that we would soon add a whole race of great warriors to uphold and promote the glory of the Emperor. Medal made a few more commands to his datapad, and the view screen changed. As you see, council members, he began, a data analysis of their weapons showed no threat. Simple projectile weapons that fired at a velocity would not even crack the hardened scales of our elite troops. Verbict ordered the standard capture protocols and deemed five of these trained human warriors would be enough to test their metal against our elite troops. Not a single scale changed when Selector Badal did not use the normal honorifics when mentioning High Overseer Verbinkt. All council members were staring rapidly at the view screens. When the five were data tethered aboard the ship, we followed the standard protocols. Using linguistic translators, we informed them that they were to engage in battle against five of our fighters. Elite warriors against elite warriors. How they fought and died would determine how their race would be accepted into the Empire. Fight well, and you would become a warrior caste. Fight poorly, and you'd be servants to the Empire as they saw fit. Refuse to fight, and become slaves. As usual, they cried a misunderstanding. They begged and pleaded for their freedom. They even attempted to offer compensation to be let loose. In most species, this is the case. Selector Bardal scratched at his datapad again, and the view screens changed to see the humans huddling together, talking quietly amongst themselves. As you see, Bardal explained, the humans took less time than most species to accept their fate. We gave them two cycles to prepare for the battle, but after twelve of their hours, they seemed to understand that deaths were imminent but it looked as though they intended to fight. This gave us hope. Here, Badal hesitated. He slowly entered commands on his datapad and said, This is all where it went wrong. I want you to listen to this part right here. Over the loudspeakers in the room, the translation protocols changed the uncouth, brutish language the humans used into the civilized tongue of the Empire. The humans were all talking, discussing what they could do when one human raised a rifle and said, Like, this is going to do anything to them. What are we going to do? Another human looked at him and said, Go for their eyes. The loudspeaker quieted. The council members looked at each other, confused. Ambassador Felix addressed the room. I am not certain of the importance of this. Why did you single this out? What am I missing? Shaking where he stood, Bedell cast his eyes down once again to reveal that a council member may have less knowledge than a lowly selector. But Bedell was too far into this to stop now. Ambassador, the humans were aware their weapons would not be effective against our warriors' hardened scales. They understood this without ever seeing us. How? 
they have known this. This alarmed me greatly, and I formed verdict that we should cancel the exercise immediately. We were dealing with a race that may have psychic abilities, could read minds, predict the future, or a whole slew of other possibilities. But verdict, Vidal almost spat the word out, as if the mere name left a distaste in each jaws, insisted that we proceed. He insisted. Every council member replayed the video of the humans talking. Some orange flashes on face scale showed the council members were alarmed. How did the humans know? Continue, Selector Badal, Ambassador Fillock said softly. Continue. Badal steeled himself for the rest of his report. This was not going to be good. After two standard cycles allowed, we started the contest. When the doors opened to the arena, which had been covered in plants and trees native to their world, they simply ran out into the arena. Their clothing made it let them blend into the surroundings. They each carried their useless weapons. The contest should have been short, and in a way, it was. As our elite warriors descended via platform lift into the arena, their golden scales and plasma weapons shining, every servant of the Empire of the ship was glowing white with pride. And then, uh, then the battle began. Badal stopped. He switched the view screens to show the battle. As you see, he said, the humans did not huddle together for strength in numbers. They did not try and coordinate a defense of any type that we could ascertain. They simply moved to attack. Here we see Warrior Freeze try to eliminate an enemy at quite a distance away. But his eyes missed the large human crouched in conceding bush right in front of him, just a few paces away. The human shot his weapon at the face and eyes of Freeze, which, as projected, did not kill our warrior, but did stun and hurt it enough for the human to, uh, to, uh, well, uh, watch. The large human moved with incredible swiftness, closing the distance with Freeze while firing his weapon. The pop-pop-pop sound it made belayed the effect it had on the Empire's elite warrior. Reading back, his claws digging at his eyes, Freeze never saw the human swing his weapon like a club, holding onto the barrel, smashing the back end into Freeze's skull, shattering it with a sickening, crunching sound. All scales flashed red in anger as the council members saw what happened. Selector Badal remained quiet as the scene showed how the humans... One by one, overtook the elite fighters of the Empire, and without hesitation or mercy, slew every last one of them. Why, the Emperor, their weapons were useless, their bodies were the weapons, a councilman said, watching and re-watching the scene where a human, about to be shot at point-blank range by a plasma lance while lying on the ground, kicked out and shattered a warrior's knee. And the human grappled with it, and when it fell, grappled with one of the Emperor's finest troops on the ground, and with its hands alone, choked the life out of the servant of the Empire. The human had been on the ground, seemingly helpless, and it overcame the pride of the Empire. The council chambers were silent. Then his voice strained. The ambassador asked, and what happened afterwards? What happened to the Emperor's grace? Bedell cast his eyes down again. 
not from protocol this time, but from chain. When we opened the hatch to neutralize the threat, the humans rushed into the ship proper. We were able to kill two of them, but at the expense of eight of our security force. They exchanged their own weapons for our plasma lances, which they seemed to handle as if they were trained by the Emperor himself. Verbict ordered the evacuation from the Emperor's grace, abandoning it to the humans. He took the shuttle for himself and left the rest of us to our fates. There were 23 servants of the Empire on board the Emperor's Grace. Six made it to the escape pods or shuttles. All others were lost. Red scales flashed. Selector Badal was sure that Verbict would meet a quite dire end. Thank you, Selector, the ambassador said. Your report is of the greatest importance to the Empire. We now know a race of highly trained soldiers inhabit that world. Thank the Emperor they have not discovered gravimetric propulsion. We will quarantine their world and prevent them from reaching the stars. To think, the entire planet of highly trained warriors let loose in the universe. My scales shudder at the thought. With the decision made, Ambassador Felix started to address the council. I was shocked when he noticed Badal was still standing in the room, watching them. You are excused, Selector, the ambassador said sternly. There's more, Badal said weakly. More, the ambassador asked, confused. We lost a ship to a race of superfighters. What more could there possibly be? Without saying a word, Badal used his datapad to activate the view screens and the loudspeakers. Once again, the humans were shown before the battle discussing amongst themselves. Why us? One asked. They think that we are military. They think that we're soldiers, another said. But, but, this is just paintball guns. This is a game. We're not soldiers. I'm an accountant for God's sake, replied the first. Then the view screens faded out. On every day to pad, an in-depth analysis of a paintball gun and its applications flashed. Every councilman's eyes were wide in shock. Videos of painful games and explanations rolled across in front of every council member. As you can see, Badal said solemnly, we did not capture their elite soldiers. We captured their race's workers, farmers, number eaters. The ones we captured were simply playing a game. And they took out our elite troops with ease. If we had captured real soldiers... Here, his voice gave out. There was nothing left to say. Every council member's scales were flashing a bright yellow as they desperately scanned their datapads, looking for something, anything that would ease their fear. Badal finished with one last sentence. And now they have a ship with gravimetric drive. As Selector Badal watched the council, he realized that their scales reflected his own. A yellow so bright that it almost had to shade his eyes from it. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment, just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. 
I will see you all in the next one. And until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.